You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Winkers Speak Talk Radio. Hope everyone can hear me. This is Real real Men, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk. Um, amen. Look, I got a few brothers on me. Just want to do a check of who's with me. Uh, who's with me today, brothers? Uh, Cleo. Hey. Uh, Tony Mitchell. Okay. All right. So we got Brother Tony and Brother Cleo is with us. Today I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm Ray. I'm excited about the, the brothers joining us today, and um, I, thank you. Let's want to go ahead and open up in prayer, and then give a quick couple of quick announcements, and then we can just go from there. Amen. So, so Father God, we come first today to thank you for another day, a day that you have brought, God, and kept us all day long. God, we thank you, Lord Jesus. How you looked over for this that new day, God. We pray for the broadcast and those that are listening in, God. And we pray that the broadcast be a blessing to the people, Lord Jesus. We pray, God, that we might be obedient to you, continue in prayer to you, continue to worship you in spirit and in truth. And we can't do this without you, Lord Jesus. We need you in this day and time and season that we live in. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen and amen. Pray someone in mind with better than his divine grace is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring finished work with Reverend Pat Randall is Thursday at 12 noon on Friday Night Joy. It's the first, the second, and the fourth Friday. Amen. The Bread of Life is the first and the third Sunday at 7 p.m. Talent Tanks with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcast are as follows. Apostle Shirley Jones, uh, Lifeline, every person Monday at 7 p.m., The Boat and the Beautiful, Reverend Noda Vita Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Thursday at 10 p.m. Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Taker with a Body of One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every third Sunday, every fourth Sunday, I'm sorry, at 7 p.m. And today, of course, is our three real life, real men, real talk with Ray Antonio, Tyrone, and Cleophas, and Brother Elston is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon, and that's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call. Number, the number is uh, 712 770 5505. The SS code is 732-499. Don't forget about Matters of the House Singers Ministry. It's every third Friday at 7 p.m. And Spirit to Knuckles of Truth is every second and fourth Monday at 8 p.m. To learn a little bit more about us, you can go to our website and find a little more information about the different hosts and the different platforms that we are located on. Also, if you'd like to sow a seed or a donation, you can do so on the website by clicking on the Donate Now button, and you can, everything is done through PayPal, and everything is secure. Amen. God bless your brothers. How's everyone doing? It's good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voices in this um, new month of July. Amen. How's everyone? Amen. Yeah. Yeah, everything's you doing? good on my end. Oh, good. Brother Cleophus? All is well. 
All is well on my Amen. Yes, sir. I, I, you know, good. I'm glad you hear that. I'm not sure whether Brother Tyrone or Brother um, Esther is going to join us. I haven't heard from them. But we're going to go ahead and just move forward. Okay. I, I, I really didn't, like I said in my message, I really, the text, I really didn't have anything uh, to specific to talk about. I wanted to leave it up with you, and I had made offers if the response could join you or not. I know the Brother Cleopas, you said the George could not, but. By the time I didn't hear back with you, is your thoughts with you today, or she another time? Uh, she she wasn't able to join. Uh, sorry, oh. I didn't respond back earlier. Okay, no, 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 no yeah. problem. Like, I mean, there's so many things that's going on, brothers, um, and everything. And I know that we're not trying to be political, but there's just so much division that's going on within the body of Christ, uh, within the world system, within the church system. It's just you know, and I I, 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 I struggle again. I, I struggle today because I didn't know what direction to go because everybody had an opinion on something. You know what I mean, and everything. But I heard someone just sit, said to me earlier, or was preaching that he said they said that they pro God. <laughs> they not pro choice, choice or pro life. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was probably the best response you could do, man. Just say, look, I'm pro God. Whatever God for God is for, that's what I'm for. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I'm being, Amen. Political. I for either Democrat or Republican. I think there's a scripture in the Bible with uh, uh, who was it that said that? Uh, I think it was uh, Joshua, and he asked he asked him there, the, the angel, "Who who are you? For? Who were you before?" He said, "Are you for us or for the enemy?" He said, "Neither." <laughs> I can't remember what he said. He said neither, man. But uh, I mean, I mean, we, and I think we we're in that time of season that we got to be, we just got to be for neither, man. Not the world system. Um, I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying not even the church system, but for God. <laughs> get caught up in religious and all that kind of what good caught up in, in God. One of the things that I talked about on Friday. And then I'm gonna let you guys talk. I promise, okay? Because somebody told me I talk too much. But one of the things that somebody told me I talk too much with you brothers are on. But what I did, man, I'm still trying to deal with that. But uh, one of the things that I talked about. Let it go, man. Let it. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) Let it go. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's what this. That's what this is about. It's about us talking. So you know, let it go. Do do your thing. Yeah. Say what you need to say. Let it flow. Yes, sir. One of the things I was talking about on Friday when I did the broadcast is that, is that we're definitely living in a season to know, that we have to know God for ourselves. We have to have that relationship with God for ourselves. Man. We can't depend on anybody else. We can't trust nobody else. <laughs> we got to know God, man. It's not even about that. Y'all talk to me, man. I, I, Brother Ray and Brother, brother uh, Tony, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with uh, you know, if you if you look at uh, Romans uh, chapter three, and you look at verse four of chapter three, it, it says it says this. It says God forbid, because it says some things before it, but it says, "Let God be true, and every man be a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy thing, and mightest overcome when thou art judged." And so you're 100 percent right. You know, uh, you you better know the word for yourself. You know, I I can't tell you how many times 
you know, I get somebody to say pray for me and uh, uh, keep me lifted in prayer. And, and you know, we all go through challenges in life, including myself, my household. And I can count on one hand the number of times I have elicited prayer requests from someone outside of my home. I know how to pray. And I know that God hears my prayers and that he answers my prayers. I've got evidence. I've got proof. I've seen it for myself. And so when when people, and I understand it. I get it. I get it. You want people to come in agreement with you. And I understand the scripture that, that, that aligns with that. But, man, when, when you don't have anyone to turn to, you better know for yourself. You better know down deep in your soul and in your spirit for yourself that God is who he says he is, and he has done and will do all that he said he would. You better know that for yourself. Amen. And, Brother Elsa, I want to welcome to us. I see that you're on. Welcome, Brother. Thank you. Thank you. Good to hear all the brothers. Good to hear y'all. God Amen. bless y'all. Good, me- good evening, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not going to complain. I can but I'm doing good. Amen. 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 So, Brother Elsie, we were talking about, there's so many things that we could talk about today. And as you know, I'm not sure whether uh, Reverend Nicky did join you or not or whether she's busy doing other things. Actually, no, I'm not even at home. I'm I'm over at my parents' house, and I'm giving her a break, spending time with my daughter. So um, oh, okay. Okay. I don't you know, get that too often. So, at least once a I week, do. so I just try to make it happen, you know, because of my work. Right, right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So we just talked yep. about just in general about all the stuff that's going on and just that about knowing, getting to a place that we know God, Brother Elston, yeah, I know you know about that, how knowing God for ourselves and not being able to listen to a lot of rhetoric that's going on, man, but searching the scriptures for ourselves and allowing the Holy Spirit to reveal those things, and some things we will agree with, and there a lot of things we don't agree with, you know, and not to get caught up right. with politics and all other kind of stuff. So we're just talking, man. We just want to keep it real. So that's where we are. Right. So, okay. So, Brother uh, Tony, do you have anything to answer? Yeah, uh, um, really good points that's brought up. And not only do we have to know God for ourselves, uh, one of the key words that was ringing in my ear uh, was uh, trust. It's one thing to know God. It's one thing to know his word. It's one thing to read it. But do you actually trust him? When when we do pray, do we really trust God to do exactly? Do we really trust that he's going to do exactly what he says in his word? Um, You know, my my favorite all-time scripture uh, is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Uh, trust Amen. in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths uh, that I always go to that because it's it's one thing to just you know people trust in man people trust in the words that man says I mean they live by it but if you trust in the word of God you will always have the answers you will always have the things that you need and on top of that, the anxiety and the uh, things that will cause depression. I mean, you just turn on the news and you can instantly get depressed on everything that's happening. But as long as you trust in the Lord, 
and you have that trusting relationship with him, everything, you know, that's going on outside in the world and even the chaos that's sometimes going on inside of your home, you know, you know that God is with you every step of the way. And it is, you know, you said it right, uh, uh, Brother Ray, you know, in regards to there's so much going on right now in the world and there's so much from a political standpoint. It's just in turmoil. And me, for me, working in the federal government, I get hit with all of that backlash every single day that I go to work. And it, it can be tiresome at times, but, you know, I put my faith in God. And I put my faith in the word that he has put in the Bible, and that helped me sing every single day. Because if I was trusting in man and the word that man said, I would be utterly lost at this point. So uh, in the relationship where we have with God, I'm going to close out, you know, as we progress with our relationship, as we walk with God every single day, you know, we have to ensure that. Uh, not only are we pro-God, but we trust that God is still in control of everything when there's just total chaos going on right now in the world. Amen. Amen. I, I agree Amen. with that. Trust. Trust is important to God. Yeah. Knowing God and trusting God. Uh, Brother Elson, you have anything to add, sir? Are you good? Uh, I'm, I'm good right now. I'm good. I'm trying to find the scripture. I think it was in Joshua where he said, uh, tell them to choose this day when you were served. And I think it's in Joshua 20, uh, chapter 24. Um, I want to go ahead. I want to go ahead and read this. It's actually, it's coming from Saturday verse 14. Yeah, Saturday verse 13, actually. It says, and I have given you, a land for which you did not labor. This is God. So you get to Joshua and the cities which you built not, and you dwell in them, but the vineyards and the olive yards which you have planted not, not do you eat. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. Put away the gods of which your father served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve you the Lord, the, the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, I believe Joshua is making this thing personal. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And we truly will live in a time like that right now that we have to, like we as men um, have to stand still and see that for me and my house. I mean, I was, uh, another thing, thing that, that I saw online that really began to think is this whole thing that has been going on with uh, whether women should be in the pulpit or not and all that kind of stuff. And that's been going on for years. And for me personally, man, I don't understand the, the divide with that. And the reason I don't understand the divide with, with it and stuff like that is uh, it's so, it's people are being saved. A lot's being changed, whether it's male or female and stuff like that. Why are we so divided? When it comes to whether it's a, male, a female should be in the pulpit or not, why should we be so divided? Why is that? You say, shouldn't the main thing about uh, it's about spreading? Shouldn't the main thing must be about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ? Shouldn't the Amen. main thing 
for spreading the gospel of Jesus? Why are we divided? Why are we still talking about this over more than a thousand years later about the the, the, the relationship of woman having and how? And I get it. I get it that the man is supposed to be the priest and the king of God. I get that. I agree with that. You know. But like I told one um, one person that that sent me a little nasty thing, I told them, I said, but the, the, a lot of times, in most cases, not all, but in some cases, the men are not in place. So God's word Amen. is not going to stop because the men is not in place. He's going to go to the next person <laughs> and stuff like that. You know, so you brothers, I mean, all of the, the scripture I just read, so talk to me about those things. Tell me. Give me some insight. Maybe I'm looking at it from a wrong perspective and everything, but help me out here, okay? Let's start with you, Brother Cleophas. Amen. I, 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 agree with the, I agree with everything that you just said. Um, I think that a lot of things that, that you see in the, in the body of Christ, um, and I won't even say church because, you know, we are the church um, of the living God. <clears throat> But the body of Christ, a lot of stuff that you see, a lot of junk that you see, and, and divisions and separations, things of that nature, uh, even well relative to denominations. You know, I, I've searched the scriptures high and low, and, and I can't find anywhere in scripture where where God ever ordained a a, a, a denomination. Um, it tells it tells me there's one God, one baptism, and one Lord. So right. where all these different denominations come from. Same thing with with who's ministering the word, you know. Paul even talked about in in, in the New Testament uh, some women that were ministering the word of God. So I think a lot of this junk is is these divisions are brought on by Satan himself, just like he did in the garden, you know. Uh, he, uh, he, He challenged the word and the identity. The same thing that he did when Jesus, when Jesus came out of the out of the, out of the wilderness after forty days, he challenged him when he was when he was in a weakened state, and the first thing he challenged was his identity. If you be the Son of God, Jesus knew who he was, and so these things are 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 ordained of Satan, where he where he comes along and he tries to twist the word, and now you have divisions and you have people you know, arguing back and forth about whether this person should be in the pulpit or this person should be in the pulpit. And I read this book a lot, and I see it in a lot of places, especially in the New Testament under Paul's, right, where, where we're ministers. You know, what is a minister? A minister is, is, is a servant, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you, you hit the nail on the head, Brother Ray. You know, if, if, if souls are being won to the Lordship of Christ, then who gives a care whether a woman or a man won them to the Lordship of Christ? Isn't it about winning souls to the Lordship of Christ? And these are some of the politics and some of the things that, that happen in, in, in church settings in the body of Christ that causes division, that cause church hurt, that cause people to walk away from the faith because we can't get it together. And that's what it talks about in Ephesians when he when when Jesus came back, he, he said he came back. He gave some to be apostles, some to be evangelists, some to be prophets, some to be pastors, and some to be teachers. Why? For the equipping of the saints, so that so that we could be taught. And why are we being taught? We're being taught so that we can become teachers, 
so that we can go out and share the same words so with 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 uh, with boldness, so that we can win others to the lordship of Christ. And it's not and and, and man, we we got to get away from this junk, man. That, that uh, of of who's in charge, who's not in charge. No, the scripture is clear. A woman shouldn't usher authority over a man. That's what the scripture says. Show me where it says that she shouldn't teach. And and then people take the scripture and they take it out of context. They 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 twist it or make it so that it fits them. You know, and you can't do that. What does the word say? The word is crystal clear. And then we then 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 we get in there and we start putting our opinions and what we think. It ain't about what we think. It's about what God said. What did He say? And I and I and I read where it says that you know. Heaven and earth will pass away. All these buildings and all these stones and all this stuff that man has built is going to come crumbling down. It's coming down. But the only thing that's going to stand is the word of the living God. So I'm going to go with the word. I'm going to go with what God says. And if someone is winning people to the lordship of Christ and turning lives around and, and translating folks from the, the, the kingdom of darkness into, into his dear son's marvelous light, I'm going with that. And I don't care. If it's a man, if it's a woman, if it's a hog, if it's a frog, if it's a dog, it doesn't matter. If if people are being won to the Lordship of Christ, lives are being trans, transformed and changed for the kingdom of God, that's what I'm going with. And I apologize if it sounds like I'm fussing. <laughs> <'Cause> I'm <not. laughs> but I'm going with the word. <laughs> Okay, Brother Antonio. Yeah, I, I, I agree with Cleophas. Um, for me, growing up Southern Baptist, uh, I got exposed to a lot of the religious practices uh, within the church. The, the women were told to be silent. Um, you did not have women that served as deacons. You definitely didn't have women that served as ministers or even pastors. Um, it was uncommon. It was unheard of. Uh, it wasn't until I moved here to this area where I really got to learn the truth and the context. Uh, Brother Cleophas made a great point. Taking the uh, scriptures and reading it in context to the situation in which the you know the writer actually wrote. And in a lot of those instances, I saw that um, my pastors and my leaders from my hometown church back home in Arkansas took those scripts and took them out of context to fit their needs, to fit what they wanted to happen. And the men dominated the the leadership in church. And it's still prevalent to this day, uh, even now. But I agree. I don't care if it's a man or a woman. If they are called by God and they are doing the works of God and they are being fruitful in the right way and bringing souls to Christ, more power to them. Let them proceed and don't hinder them. Um, even within the church that I'm, uh, I'm a member of right now, I have seen women in in great strides become prominent in leadership. I mean, even right now, my associate pastor is a woman, and she is more than qualified to have that distinction 
Um, and I've seen several other women serve as deacons, serve as ministers, serve as pastors in other capacities. And I think it's a great thing because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We're all one body in Christ. And we're all supposed to have one mission, which is to go out and create other disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if we're going out with this great commission and we're doing the works of God and of Jesus Christ and showing ourselves approved, then there should be no hindrance from a religious practice or from a, um, you know, old school mentality or chauvinistic mentality. So I, I, I just, you know, it, it cringes me when I hear some certain people say things to that effect because they're not edifying the body of Christ. They're not advancing, you know, the kingdom here on earth, you know, in my opinion. And, you know, I, I just feel like this argument it, sadly is still being had. And unfortunately, I think this argument is still going to be had even when the day of Christ comes. But yeah. I think where we're at right now, I think we're progressing in the right direction. I think a lot of churches are getting it right now. And, I mean, I I just, again, I agree with Cleophis. I don't care if they're man, woman, whatever they are. If they're bringing souls to Christ and they're leading people uh, down the right path and they're teaching them the scriptures, just like in the New Testament, then, hey, I'm all for it. Amen. Okay, Brother brother Elston. Yes, um, I agree with everybody, um, all the brothers uh, with their, um, I don't even think it's opinion. I think it's really strictly what you're saying should be doctrine because, um, how do you put a a um, how do you determine who had who is right enough to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ? And I've seen um, some people who have not who doesn't appear to be uh, that meets the standards of what the church will will perceive, and they minister the word of God. Um, and they're able to preach and teach, and they have the wisdom, and some don't even go to church or not even belong to the church, whether it's man or woman or or whatever. I really believe it's all from the heart. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, you go to school, you have good teaching, yeah, but, you know, to, to me, I think the gospel is so simple. I think God made it so simple. Jesus' teaching was so simple. I think man has really made it complicated. Right. By putting their own little twist on it, and you know the classes that you have to take, and 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 some of the things that I was taught, just like Antonio was saying in the Baptist church I grew up Baptist, I can't find it in the Word. You know, I can't find it in the Word, or or even some of the the even churches that I I left to go to that were non-denominational, and then you know of course the pastor put their their twist on it and. And it's not in the word. It's not in the word. So, um, and I know Ray and I came from a church where 
well, the pastor they would say, you know, you got to know God for yourself, and you got to read the Word of God. And once you read the Word of God, you understand how simple it is. So as far as um, a woman, um, the issue with the woman preachers or what have you, or women ministers, um, I grew up in that era too where they, they didn't allow it. And um, and I think some of the churches that I still know, they still like kind of frown upon it, which I don't understand. I, I really understand is how do you stop somebody, how do you determine that somebody hasn't been ordained to, to minister the word of God, who, who, I mean, how do you do that? How do you tell somebody that? No, this is not your calling. Now, I don't believe everybody's in the pulpit. I do believe that there are other outlets for ministry for people, uh, whether uh, male or female, but I do believe that there are women who actually have anointing to minister with the word of God. I really do believe that. I really do believe that. And, um, and I'm open to hear um, exactly what they they have to say, or or hear, or or I take notes and I admire how they minister um, the Word of God, and I love how women minister to women because they can they know that they're not going to be taken advantage by some some minister who's caught up in his flesh. I'm talking about the male, so um, we'll, we'll take take advantage of another uh, woman, and so. Um, uh, I, I appreciate um, the churches that I'm affiliated with to see how outside the Baptist church, how they have used, um, have they broken a tradition and say, yes, you know, um, if you say you, you have a word or if you say you have a word for the people, you feel that God is pushing you to to do so, then, then, then do it. Then do it and do it and let them do it. And then we got to be also, we got to figure out too or not be so caught up in that it has to be the pulpit because there are people out in the street that need to be ministered to who doesn't, who doesn't make it to the church. And so I think um, I think we all, all those who accept that Christ as a Savior and have a relationship with him should be ministering the gospel to the strangers and to those out in the world. And sometimes we have good platforms. A lot of us have good platforms at our jobs where we'll be able to to minister to um, um, to our coworkers and and even our supervisors. What what blesses me, um, speaking of the workplace or even the marketplace, is that when people are going through stuff and they know that they could come to me for prayer. They know that. That blesses me because I know that I've lived my life accordingly where they can call, they can feel free to call me or pull me to the side and say, hey, I need to talk to you about something. What do you need to do? Well, what can I do? And I just say, I don't know what to do, but I can, I'll can. i pray for you. So um, is there some reason, somehow, I have a magnet and people feel free to tell me what's going on with them. And what I do is I just pray for them right there on the spot. I love those. I love those opportunities more than I do standing behind a pulpit. Mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I really do because to me, Amen. you know, it's easy to do it when people come to your church to come to hear you. But it's to me the Holy Ghost boldness is when you able to talk to somebody that you see on a regular basis or even stranger, 
and you're able to minister the word of God to them and you touch their lives. Whether you see them again, um, but you're able to do that and you're not in the comfort zone of four walls um, surrounding you and you're being introduced and you got a whole fanfare, you got music playing and you're all pumped up now, you're ready to minister the word of God, but you're able to stand and minister the word of God without the musicians, without somebody introducing you, without the um, the ushers, without the amen corner, without all that, you know, can we do that? I mean, do we, can we minister to somebody? Can we pray with somebody in Walmart or Giant and um, who we see that sick? You know, we see that something's going on. Can we lay hands on? Are we comfortable enough? Are we secure in our relationship with God? Are we confident in the healing power or the power of the Holy Spirit that we can lay hands on somebody or minister the word of God to somebody without any backing, without any fanfare, without any worship music playing over the PA system. And to me, I love those opportunities. I love those so much better than standing in front of a pulpit because when I stand in the pulpit, in front of people, I have prepared a word. A word has been prepared. I sought God to give me a word. But when you out and you don't have a word prepared, but you just speak from your heart and they reminisce somebody, that makes it all worth the while. Amen. 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 Thank you, wow. Brother Elson. That was, that was great, man. You know, um, as you were speaking, I was uh, one of the things that you mentioned is that a lot of well, one of the things I'm think, I was thinking about is a lot of time talking about the best ministry takes place outside of the pulpit or outside the church environment. It's basically what you were saying and stuff. When you have, whether it's one on one or whether it's a group or whatever, I was beating somebody at the grocery store or, or someplace like that, you know, and uh, and and people know people know uh, who we are uh, by by our works, by our fruit that we bear and stuff like that. I don't, I don't necessarily go around telling everybody, oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm revving this, or all that. I don't do all that and stuff like that, but I try to live my life uh, when I go out or when I'm around about and everything. That There's something about me, and I think that that, 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 that draw, and the draw is not unto ourselves, but it's a draw to the Holy Spirit, you know, and, uh, and it's from there that we're able to, to minister and everything, even if it's start up something about eating a hot dog, you know, and the conversation might change up <laughs> to something else or football and stuff like that. But we're not gonna talk about football. They're saying football for a reason, you know. But I mean, we always have opportunities to uh, to present to people, man, you know. And right at this stage that we live in right now, there's so many um, different platforms and so and ways to 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 get the, the gospel out to people and that. People know about the love that Christ had for them. I was sharing with um, someone about uh, uh, all the Paul's letters, all Paul's epistles. I said, I said, keep in mind, uh, Paul's letters or Paul's epistles were the internet of that day because they had no other way <laughs> unless to do to connect to everybody because it was unless it was face to face, you know. So they wrote letters, you know. And it it, 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 it may have took a while to get to them. And then we have all this stuff at our disposal that we can reach people that we, have, we would never, ever meet in our life. Man. All these things are at our disposal. So I appreciate all you. But anybody else have anything to add? 
Hello. Amen. I agree with everybody. I agree with everything that you said. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we we I mean, there's so much that is going on. There's the political side, and whether you're Republican, you're Democrat, you got the the, the people that are um, um, evangelical, and they're battling. I mean, it's just so much. And this is definitely for me. I just feel like this is definitely a season uh, to be in prayer. But it's been a season for a lot of it just didn't start. <laughs> it just didn't start. But it seems like it's good things are not getting better. But then, you know what? I'm going to tell you about my experience. And I posted this on my Facebook page. And my experience is that when I see, when I feel like I'm just seeing so much stuff is going on, then someone posts something on social media of this young lady that was in a wheelchair. I don't know if you guys got the opportunity to see it yet. But she just began to praise God in the wheelchair and came out of the wheelchair and just began to worship God. I don't know what country they were from or nothing like that. But when I saw that, you know, and I thought about it, one of the things I wrote on the post, I said that, you know, no matter what problems we may be facing in life, no matter what we go on in church and what we go on in the world, God is. <laughs> God is, man. And we just, I think that sometimes we just go, have to go back you know, because we hear so much bad news. We hear about shootings. We hear about um, b- more blacks being killed and, and everything in the last couple of weeks. But just so much, so much hate and everything. But even with all that, God is still working. He's still doing miracles, man. You know, he's still doing miracles. He's still blessing. He's still delivering. He's still saving. You know, he's still changing. You know, he's still... Re- do a restoration, you know, he's, we still um, restore those things that the taken one with the locust and the grasshopper and the palm oil has eaten it. No matter what, he's still doing those things, man. He's still doing those things all yeah. the time, you know. And I just think that, that for me, when I saw that, that, that lady, I, for me, I thought about myself. I did. You know, I thought about myself and what I've been through. And you, each one of us have our own testimony. And we, that time, that, that, that moment when you know that God did it, you just go into a crazy praise. <laughs> you go into a crazy praise. That's what she did, man. If somebody looking, looking at that video and didn't know Christ or didn't know God, they were like, is he okay? She was just, she was just letting, oh, she didn't care. I mean, there were people there to protect her from keeping falling or whatever and stuff like that. But she just worshipped God. She didn't care what she looked like. And the thing about it, that they don't nobody knew what her testimony because they didn't share that, you know. But I think that we're living in that time that God just wanted us to just just go crazy with worship and praise for Him and stuff like that. Be thankful unto Him, you know, to bless His name for He is good. No matter what we feel, no matter what we may be going through and stuff, to be that salt, light, and power. You know, that the world that don't know what else to do now, that are confused and and laws are being passed, whether they consider to be good or bad laws or whatever the case might be. But he, God is good. Where, where are we? Are we continue to be that salt, light, and power that God has designed? Are we continue to be that salt, light, and power? You know, do we have value? You know, especially as men and stuff like that. I have to tell them, do you have value? You know? I had to remind myself that my value is not within myself, but in Christ Jesus. My value, my value became before and stuff because of every blood that He said, not just mine, but our value is because of the blood that Jesus Christ shed for us on the cross. 
And now that gives us the, 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 the desire or the strength to go forward, to, to not be weary in well when even when everything is going crazy and everything, when people around us are going crazy, you know, and to be able to, to get to be at what Moses meant when he told the, the people, stand still and see the salvation. Stand still, you know, Man. in order to see the salvation. There comes a time that we have to stand still. Amen. Anybody else? <laughs> I'm talking. No, but, I, no, I, I, I hear what I you're saying. Question. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I just have a question, and maybe we maybe we can't answer it tonight, or maybe we can, or maybe we table it for the for our next uh, encounter. But my my question is simple: Why do why do why do believers in the body of Christ? Why do believers? Act so surprised when these when when we see these things happening around us. Yeah. When the scripture is clear that these things must come to pass, nation against yeah. nation, kingdom against kingdom. You know, why do we act so surprised? And why do we petition God to change what He said is already going to happen? And He told us He told us how we are to stand during this time. And right, then I believe right. it's over there, and, I, and, I, and I'm asking this question because it it, it almost grieves my spirit, and, and I try not hard for it not to, but it always it almost grieves my spirit that believers aren't reading the the scriptures for themselves and understanding. I mean, I heard people in the body of Christ, and they act like they are appalled or. They just can't believe that these things are happening, and it's right in the book. It says these things are going to happen. There's going to be wars, rumors of war. There's going to be people saying that they're Christ Jesus. Yeah, Jesus told us all of these things, that these things were going to happen. And then he, then he put the caveat on He said, these things got to happen. For him to return, yeah. these things got to happen. And then we act like we're surprised about it. No, nobody wants to see their family members murdered in the street. No. Nobody wants to see this junk that's going on in the body of Christ. No. But somewhere in the scripture, he said, if it is possible, even the very elect will be deceived. So mm-hmm. that's my question. And, again, it may not be a question we want to, we want to tackle or answer tonight, but I'm just it, – it, it's, it's almost sad. It really is, yeah. you know? So, well, well hmm. I, I mean, I want to – I want to say that um, that that I think we're surprised because, um, um, and I know, I mean, I'm not surprised, but I know it's, it's maybe not be surprised. Maybe we're we're um, in pain, we're in sorrow about, especially when innocent lives are are taken, uh, when children lives are taken, it's it's hurtful, and so, Amen. and I know. I know I get a lot of um, of questions um, from people, whether they are in the church or not. It's like, why would God allow this to happen? And I said, I said, you know what? It's funny because we keep blaming God for for this stuff, um, but a lot of this is because of man's own decision to do what they want to do. They want to do what they want to do, and and this stuff doesn't. Um, this doesn't, God's not making this happen. He just says, okay, choose this day who you're going to serve. 
or, mm-hmm. or choose this day. You want life or you want death. You want blessing or cursing. If you want to be blessed, then this is what you need to do. If you're going to be cursed, then this is what, you, this is what you're going to do. So everybody, they, they lean towards the, the ways of the world or the sin or curses or whatever, and they're expecting that when they do those evil things, they're expecting for a blessing to come out of it. A blessing is not going to come out of it. It's stupid. It's not going to. So when people come to me about that, I say, well, well, well God gave us a, a choice. He gave us free will. And they were like, yeah, but that's not fair to to the innocent people. I said, exactly. It's not fair. So is it then is it God's fault or not? Is it God's fault or is it man's fault? Because if man chooses to do evil, you know, and God's given him free will because he wants people to come to him free will and not out of a, a robotic state but just out of state that they just want to love and serve God and just walk upright, that's what he wants. He doesn't want robotic people. So so he said, so what do we do? I said, the best thing you can do is just stay prayed up and ask God to form a hedge of protection around you because it's, it's in this land and it's not going where it probably get worse. I mean, these are the last days and times. Some people heard about it. Oh, so yeah, I did hear about that. I said, right. Some people don't want to believe it. Some people, even even those believers, they don't want to believe it. They think they're supposed to live a, a blessed and highly favored and protected life. And then some are just like, uh, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know. So, so to answer your question, um, to answer your question, these. People, I don't think that they know. I think they, that's why they're surprised because they don't know. I think they've been taught wrong. I think they've been living a life of fantasy. So when something like that happens, they're stunned and they're shocked and they're confused. So, so a follow-up question I would have, and, 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 I, and okay. this is just something that's on my heart I want to ask. So do you think it's more of the scripture where God says this? He says, my people, not another people. My people perish for a lack of knowledge, which is the equivalent of information. Yeah, that, that we're not that that we're not taking the time to seek the information and the knowledge and wisdom from God's word, and we're just taking man's word. Uh, you know, we we go we go into a building on Sundays and we and we get the word preached to us or taught to us, and then we leave out and. That's the extent of our of our time spent uh, spent with God, where we're not we're not not enough time is being spent, you know, uh, studying the Word for yourself and having an understanding. Because uh, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just asking questions because it, it's just you know, <laughs> Brother Ray started this this afternoon this evening. Well, I'm on this line, and so. I, I, again, I'm 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 bantering, I, I, I but think, I'm, I'm trying to open up a discussion where we can just, you know. I think people pick and choose what they want to do. I think that's the bottom okay. line. People choose okay. what they want to what they want to do. They always have time and whatever, but they they make time to do whatever they want to do. I think because of I that, concur. that's why they deal with some of the issues that they have. I was I was talking to another um, uh, a minister uh, a couple of weeks ago, 
and she was saying how it seemed like those who are go to church, they the ones who had the worst problems or they didn't know how to handle their problems. But the ones who don't go to church, they know exactly what they need to do. And she goes, why is that? I said, because when they people who complain and whine and why is God doing this and God's not with me and I thank God forgotten about me, and, and you ask them, are you reading your word? Have you, are, are you sure you, that you said that? You know, you feel that way? Yeah, he has forgotten about me. And these people, you know, some of them are, you know, you look at them and you're surprised because you're like, wow, they, they've been going to church for years and they just, they're acting like this. And I realized that people do not, and these people go to church, they do not believe the word of God. They don't. Lord Jesus. They they don't. I'm 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 have residing myself that people do not believe the word of God because it's not tangible. It's not something that they could when they read it, they look for something that happened right away. So that's why they yield more towards the the horoscope reading and the tarot cards because they would get something right away when God would lead you and guide you if you believe in the word of God. When he says pray without ceasing, you pray without ceasing until you see something happens. And sometimes people, if they don't see, they don't believe it. If the God says with this stripes I'm healed, then I'm healed. I'm healed. So if it doesn't happen right away as fast as they want it to happen, then they lose hope. They lose faith. And they're like, no, this this is not working. How do, how do I know this? Because I've been there. I know for myself. I've been there. So, so is it I, is it safe I to say? to people not believe in the word of God. I minister to people with the word, not wholly believe in the word of God. So I know. I know. So, That's uh, why a lot of people are dealing with stuff and they need, they're going through some mental stuff because they don't believe what the word of God says about them. So then, is it, they don't. so then, if I'm understanding you, then it's safe. Then it's safe to say that, and I, I'm not sure if it was you or brother, brother Antonio. It might have been brother Antonio that said one of his all-time favorite scriptures is Proverbs three, five, and six. So then, is it safe to say that a lot of believers or or people, let's just say people, a lot of people are leaning to their own understanding and not yeah. putting their whole trust in God. Yes, they lean to their own understanding. And then they and they have enough faith for, and Ray knows this because we heard this plenty of times, they have enough faith for a car, a house, or a job. But when it comes to something that they really have to stand strong or stand hold to, like a healing or to mend their relationship or whatever the case might be, they don't have it. They don't have anybody can get a house car or a boat, whatever, if you have good credit, <laughs> that yeah. can happen. If you have good credit, you got a decent, you got a job. Matter of fact, you you can have a halfway good job. But you have good credit, you get a house. You get a car even with bad credit. Oh, absolutely. You can. You can get that. I mean, well, that's why you know. That's right. I'm in the automobile industry, so you understand right. that. You know, I know that's that. right. You know. <laughs> You get a house, yeah. yeah, you can do that. So it's easy. You got you got a good resume. If you went to school or whatever, you can get yourself a good job. You hey, have hey, the brother, experience, I, you have I, degree. I, 
but I, but when I it comes to go ahead. But when it comes no, go ahead, to brother. but when it comes to trust and believing in God for something that you have no control over, when a doctor says there's nothing else they can do, what are you going to do? When Amen. your wife or your loved one says I'm leaving you, that's it. What are you going to do? Amen. When you have when you have someone coming to your building with a, a gun and he's going to kill you, what are you going to do? Are you going to start praying? Are you going to start trusting in God? Or are you going to say, this stuff doesn't work? What are you going well, to do? I, I submit to you, you, you better have already started trusting long before those things come about because it's, it's, sure. it's hard to build anything in the midst of a storm. Exactly. So, last, last, last question I have, and, and Brother Ray, I, I, I hope I didn't uh, overstep you, my bounds, but you, I, I you just have, thought that you have not. Don't even go oh. there. <laughs> go well, no, because I, that that was that was on my heart, and, and I just and yeah. I didn't did not hear from Brother Tony, and I would love to hear from Brother Tony. I know we're getting up against it in time. Um, but you said something, Brother Elson, uh, about people not trusting God and, and and so forth and such, and and I totally agree. And I think a lot of times when people hear this particular scripture that I'm about to read, they associate it with with material things and, and money and and everything that has no inerr- inherent value. Um, and it's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And I was reading this the other day or, or a while back, and this revelation just flat out hit me. It says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. I will submit to you that some folks aren't receiving healing because they're not asking big enough. I will submit that some of some of us are not receiving answered prayers because we're not believing big enough. We're we, we say we trust God. We say we do. Those are the words that come out of our mouth. But do we really? Or are we trusting man? Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And prior to that, there's a whole bunch that Jesus talked about, and, and you know, he talked about where man's treasure is. That's where his heart is and so forth and so on. But to me, the bottom line comes down to trust. Do we really trust God and take him at his word? Even with what we were talking about earlier, about, you know, women in the pulpit or women teaching and all of that, do we trust God? I was talking with my wife earlier, and I was telling her this story, and this is a story that I heard, and I don't know it to be factual or even true, but it, 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 it makes you feel good. There was this lady walking down this alley, 
And just the night before, another person had been walking down this same alley and had gotten mugged by these two men. And they got, and this lady, she goes down this alley and nothing happens to her. She's a believer. And these two men get arrested. And the police says, you attacked this one and you attacked this one. How come you didn't attack this one? And the, and the guy said, well, we didn't attack her because she had these two big guys with her. Oh, yeah, I heard that one. I heard that story, yeah. Amen. Well, I heard that. she's walking, she's walking yeah. in faith. She's trusting God. And now God is obligated to protect her. God is obligated to protect us. He's obligated to heal us because that's what his word says. His word didn't say he was going to heal us. What Jesus did over 2,000 years ago at the cross at Calvary sealed it for me. I can't speak for anybody else, but it sealed it for me. So either I'm going to trust God and take him at his word, either I'm going to trust him and take him at his word, what Jesus said in Matthew chapter, I believe it's 24 and 25, where he talked about all these things that were going to happen when the disciples says, when will we know about these things? And he went down, he says, you're going to have, there's going to be room, wars and rumors of war. There's going to be an uprising, nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom. That's people group against people group, racism. He talked about these things. But he said, don't, don't, get, don't get bent out of shape. He says the ones that endure to the end are the ones that's going to be saved. So that's why I asked the question. And it just is to me. It's just a, it's it's just a function of uh, simplicity of what do we believe. And again, I I truly apologize for hogging up the time. It wasn't my intention, but I just felt like that that needed to come. Up. And we may we may yeah. need to discuss it again, brother, at, at a later date, but. We got to believe the word and trust him. And, 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 you know, yes, we have our will, but our will needs to be submitted to his will. And Jesus is coming back. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. He's coming back. And it's not about how we feel or, or, or how we don't feel and our feelings and emotions and all of that. Ain't got a thing to do with it. But you better be ready. And how do I how 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 am I ready? I'm ready by being sober, being watchful, and as Brother Elson said, praying without ceasing. Second, and I, and I promise you, I'm done here. Second Chronicles, I believe it is, chapter twenty nine, and verse or chapter twelve and verse thirty two, and you guys can look at yourself. I believe it's twelve. Where it talks about the sons of Ishikar, that they knew the time of the season. And we are in a season, Brother Ray, you said we're in a season. And we better know the time of the season that we're in and start to teach our households, our families, our children, our grandchildren about Jesus and about this word so that when you're not around, they have a firm foundation to stand on. Now they can say, my dad or my papa, my uncle, my goddaddy, they told me about this. They told me this was coming. And now they know what to do. 
I think about that little girl down, 11-year-old girl down in Florida when that gunman went in there and shot up that place and killed all them kids. And here's an 11-year-old girl, and she took blood off of a dead classmate and smeared it on herself to make herself look dead so that guy wouldn't kill her. I'm done, Brother Ray. No, you're fine. Yeah, we definitely pick this up again next month. Anything, and again, I want to um, ask you guys to welcome you, you, your wives on and stuff like that, so they can get involved with the conversation and that kind of thing. You know, uh, what we're gonna do right now, brother Tony. I know you don't have really good. We're gonna ask you to, to have, if you have any last words, and you also can close this up in prayer. Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, just real quickly, uh, I agree with everything that's said, and um, I just want to also point out too uh the bible does say uh, uh it's in james where it says that when we pray unto god we must pray and not be wavering in our prayer and uh i know for me uh i have experienced you know some heavy losses in my life and you know for me i study the bible every day i read the scriptures every day uh it pains me to see things happen, you know, with everything that happens in the world. And I know it's scripture being fulfilled, but it still pains me to see it. I I still feel sorrow when I see school shootings. I still feel sorrow when I see leaders in government arguing with each other and cannot come to a compromise. I feel sorrow when I interact with other brothers, deny the faith, and accuse me of being a sellout or uh, accepting Jesus Christ as my Savior. I mean, it's so much that happens in the world that we have to come back against, and we have to witness. And it can wear a person out uh, from a mental standpoint. I've seen the strongest prayer warriors. I've seen the strongest um, leaders um, that have faithfully served uh, as disciples of Jesus Christ have their moments of weakness where they just ask the question, is this really worth it? Not that they're just giving up the faith, but it just gets to a point where you just become human. And I I, I know, you know, we have to trust in God. I know that we should stand on the word of God, but you're just going to have those moments where you're just vulnerable and it's just going to get to a point. And I've done it where you just question God, where are you? And I think that's a very valid question to ask because in the midst of everything that is happening, you want to know where the God of your trust, where the God of your faith, where the God that you stand on the word, where is he in all of this? And I I, I look forward to having this discussion next month um, because I think it's something that we need to continue but, you know, it's it's just something that, you know, we all face as Christians. And guess what? It's not going to get any better. I mean, I look at my kids right now, um, just looking at the world that they're going to grow up in in the future, just thinking, you know, hey, in the Bible, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. So for me, it's like, what world are they going to be experiencing when they get up to the teens, when they get up to adulthood, you know, and so forth. So 
it, it's things that you think about, but again, at the end of the day, all I can do is just put my trust and faith in God that everything is going to work out and that he's going to cover them and not only cover them, but cover all believers, all those who are going to eventually give their life to Jesus Christ at that right moment. So, I, I, again, I look forward to the conversation. You got my wheels turning, um, Cleophas, <laughs> with all the questions that you were asking. I'm just like, man, that was some good questions. So I look forward to having part two of this conversation uh, next month. Amen. Amen. Great to talk bro. All right. So, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now in the name of Jesus, God. Father, we just want to say thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit guiding this conversation, God. Father God, we thank you for the brothers that joined. We thank you for the listeners that are listening, God. We thank you, God, so much for this platform, God. I pray, God, that you pour back into the brothers that are on this call what they have given, God. I pray that you cover their families. I pray that you cover the families of everyone that will be touched by this broadcast on tonight, God. Father God, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name, God. Lord, Father, we continue to believe that you are the rock of our salvation, God. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who we have built our faith and trust in, God. Father God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you use us for your glory. I pray, God, in the name of Jesus, that you allow us, God, to be witnesses for you, God. Let us be the light, God in this world, God, the examples and the disciples you have called us to be, God. Father God, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name, God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray this prayer. Amen. 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 Thank you, brothers. I appreciate all all that's been said. Yep, we definitely will do this next month also. Amen. So we get an advance notice. (laughs) Amen. But those who are listening, you're with Christian Speak Talk Radio. This has been our three real life, real men, real talk. I've had my brothers with me, uh, Brother Cleophas was with me, Brother uh, Elston uh, was with us, and, uh, and Brother Tony and everything. So for hopefully next month we'll have Brother Tyrone. So be, be blessed, be blessed, and know that God loves you. Thank you, brothers, again. God bless you. God bless you. God bless. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to thank you for listening to When Christians Speak Talk Radio. This is just a reminder, Chris Abound and Grace with Minister Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the finished work with Pastor Pat Randall is every Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night Joy with Pastor Ray is the first, the second, and the fourth Fridays at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with Pastor Ray is the first and the third Sundays at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Reverend Norena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration with Evangelist Louis McIlwain is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, the body of one with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. 
Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk, with Ray Rose, Antonio Mitchell, Tyrone Rose, Cleophus Malone, and Esther Green is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call number. The number is 712-770-5505. The SS code is 732-499. Amen. Also, I want to remind you of Matters of the Heart Singles Ministry Broadcast. We broadcast every third Friday at 7 p.m. Our hosts are Renee Malone, Ray Rose, Hope Williams, Robert Waring, Maggie Wilson, and Felicia Shears. We're excited about this group of people. Our singles coming together and speak and say what does says the Lord. We also have the more newest broadcast called Spiritual Nuggets of Truth. And then we air on the second and the fourth month of the month at 8 p.m. is led by Minister Carmen A. Booker. And we appreciate her coming on and being new to the family. Amen. We want to encourage you to go and check out our website of When Christians Speak Talk Radio. And on that you can find a little bit more about the different hosts and a little bit more about uh, what we got going on, some of the previous broadcasts and platforms that you use. Also, you will be able, if you would like to sow a seed or a donation into the ministry, you can do that now by clicking on Donate Now. I thank you for your time, and again, I thank you for listening to When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. God bless you. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.